Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 217 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. It's our annual trivia episode. Today, we welcome our friends from the Go Big Red Cash and Big Red Cobcast for a roundtable discussion and some friendly competition. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpodgmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Hit up Monty at 402-770-3356. Really excited to have everybody here. This is something we've been talking about for a little while. Uh, a lot of familiar faces and, and voices, I guess, on the call here. Excited to have everyone here. Let's just take a, a quick moment to go around and have everybody introduce themselves and uh, and what podcast you're with. I'll, I'll go first, Justin Swanson with the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Pat Jansen with the Big Red Cobcast. I am the I'm the nerdy version of the Big Red Cobcast, and the aggressive version is... I'm uh, Tweety, and I'm the aggressive version of the Big Red Cobcast. Speaking of that, I'm very sorry for the horrible things I said about the Husker Fan Podcast. I was kidding. i was very afraid you guys thought i was serious no you're fine don't worry about it and the other the two get gentlemen together here this is honky go big red cast and yeah this is mac with the go big red cast hey fellas i think it's the first time anyone's called those two gentlemen you know in the same room there but anyway this is also boomer with the go big red cast yep well, thanks to you all for joining us here on this bitterly cold evening, except for those who are in California. It might be bitterly cold there for, for you. Um, no, it's extremely perfect. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. Um, well, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're, the reason we've come here today is, is to do uh, a little trivia game. Uh, but before we do that, I thought it would be fun just to, to go around and talk a little bit about last season and a little bit about next season. So maybe just going in the same order that we did, what I'd love to hear uh, from each of you is a personal football highlight from this last season, and then maybe a podcast highlight. Oh God. Why did we have to start with me on this one? Uh, We'll we'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, Besides the fact (laughs) that I'm two whiskeys deep, how many, how many positive football highlights were there from last year? I'll say, Cam Taylor Britt, just in general, uh, like those, there are at least two like backpedaling jump uh, deflections that he made and the fact that he will be a Husker again next year Mm. and that the defense of all things is the thing that we're expecting to hang our hat upon next year. Uh, I'll consider that a a positive surprise, all of it. And I, I, you know, I, I look forward to that. What was the second part of the question again? Do you have a, a personal podcast highlight? So maybe like a favorite show or a favorite interaction on Twitter, I guess. Um, 
Well, I'll say like, I loved, I mean, this doesn't from the past season, but from the past year, we had a lot of, uh, we had a lot of fun interviews from the past year. I mean, Grant Wistrom's always fun. He just loves us because we did the Wistrom Wednesday thing to start that's out. Great. But I mean, like, yeah, that's a good, but also, but Grant's great. Like he's one of my favorite dudes just in general. But I, I think the, the, the Frank Casa interview that we did during the, I was thinking the same thing Yeah, when we were, cause I mean, when there everyone was trapped inside uh, they they replayed that orange bowl and i thought well why the hell don't we just get frank costa because like that dude got the snot knocked out of him <laughs> during the game and i was like well let's just talk to him about that and he was really cool to us too so that would be my highlight for the year yeah he, he was that was i would say that was a copcast highlight for me for the year too oh cool thanks man that was yeah thanks, it was man. um i think for me the the uh kind of putting the whole Luke McCaffrey's better than Adrian Martinez thing to bed. Like, I feel like I heard that so much that it just got super annoying and you couldn't move past it, which is, I mean, and if he was, then great. Like either way, I didn't really care what happened. I just wanted, if you, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. So I think that for whatever reason, I don't think that McCaffrey was the guy. And I think it kind of got shown on the field. And so that's over, and I think we can move on from that. And hopefully next year we don't turn into Adrian Martinez versus Logan Smothers, like where they don't start chanting Smothers, you know. Um, but he is the future. And then, uh, man. I stole yours. I'm sorry. Well, that's a good one. No, I, I was just trying to remember one. what all the interviews we did were. Because we did some – there was a run in the beginning of COVID where we just did a bunch that were really cool – Honestly, like I had so much fun last week because I got to get a good rage in, like a good rant about fans or not, about the niceness of Husker fans. That was cool. Nice. Got that up your chest. Yeah, I got that up my chest. Great. Thanks. Yeah, I, you know, I'd say for us uh, on the field, and by the way, I agree completely with the quarterback thing. I think you had to put something to rest at some point because you could be mm-hmm. in the argument of uh, that – Martinez needed to be benched. And that's a discussion that we had, you know, after the right. Northwestern game. And I, I was first in line saying, when McCaffrey's in there, you got to stick with him. You can't just pull a kid out. And yep. two games into it, I'm like, you got to pull him out. <laughs> <laughs> this guy yeah, is thrown anywhere near our guys. He's missing stuff. He doesn't have a D1 arm, all those things. So just putting it to bed is what is progress moving towards next season. Mm-hmm. The, the highlight that I wanted to point from last year is that this is the first time I physically thought we looked like a Big Ten defense for sure. Uh, how we rushing defense against Iowa, I think, held them like 120-some yards. I yeah. mean, we, we went toe-to-toe with teams. But, look, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to win games. And that's yeah. the thing I'm sure all of our shows have highlighted is that we all see progress. We're all better. This is better football than three or four years ago when we're losing by 40 points to those teams. But it doesn't really matter yet because you've won – three and four and five games a season. That's what everyone is going to harp on. Um, for me, the, the highlights that I have with the podcast and the guy sitting next to me or Mac, he and I do, you know, the vast majority of our interviews and everything and having Brett Cianci on with pick six previews cool. and, and Sipple a couple of times there. And then Mike Babcock, we did a, a Husker history one oh one, And for me, you know, someone my age, that's I grew up reading his stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, that was really kind of a highlight for me. Yeah, as far as a football highlight, there's just not that many to choose from. So <laughs> I'll go back to the defense. I, 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 the emergence of the defense was encouraging. Having all those guys <laughs> come back is, you know, it puts some, some you know, ill feelings to rest. I don't know. 
that's that's a tough one. But as far as like a podcast highlight, you know, the three rapid reactions we did when we I enjoyed those. <laughs> when, when, when Jack was on, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, the fun. hot tub and you know in the second half, good times. You know, but uh, but you know, I you know. <laughs> You guys ever thought about the time and place you all decided to start podcast and what a horrible moment in time in Husker football history it is? I mean, we're just getting beaten over the head with this all every week. I mean, someday we're going to look back on this and laugh, right? <laughs> sure hope so. <laughs> Hopefully something happens where we can look back and go, it was all worth it. You know? when, when did you guys all start? Because Tweety started this before I got out to California and we thought like, we were going to be so we thought we were on the up and up. We thought we were skyrocketing to the moon. We started it, and then it, it didn't happen. It was I was like, going to say, and you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you started what? January 2014 with the Copcast, Tweety? Yeah, we waited till after the season. 14? Uh, okay. Yeah, so we, like, we had like a couple seasons of bow. So we thought we were really going to do good and then... That- those so would have been lovely. I would have yeah. loved two seasons with Bo. Honestly, I would have yeah. loved two seasons with Bo. Well, you know, I <laughs> it was one to... season with Bo. Oh, uh, was <laughs> only one? Well, yeah. I know Justin, I yeah. talked to you, and you guys started right when Riley started. Yeah, we were we riled in, up right from the yeah, start. Yeah, we got into the, the last season of Riley. That's when we started. And the, the beauty of us is we, we did zero uh, market research when we started a podcast. I had never listened to one in my entire life. So we're like, we'll probably be the first one with this idea. That's why <laughs> that's why I put a month into it. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was you, Pat, that we were interacting with on. I remember going on to Twitter for the first time. And I'm like, oh, no, there's somebody called Big Red Copcast. <laughs> and uh, that great idea that graphic designer Swobes did. Remember when he had a, a microphone and there was an in on it? I'm like, wow, you know, that's an unbelievable graphic. I'm like, we just stole everything they did. Like, <laughs> the name sounds like there are graphics look like there's good God. So, uh, but you guys have been very cool. So, uh, appreciate that. We were early adopters. You know, it, <laughs> they're very, actually, they're very different podcasts. Yeah, it's true. It's we, it's been very interesting to me though because I feel like we're part of a wave of podcasts that came around that time. Because before us, like when I speak about all three podcasts here, th- there really wasn't. There was kind of a lull. That's that's part of the reason I. Uh, started talking to Justin about starting out with something is because I was a big fan of the, uh, what was it? The Huskers game day podcast. I was going to say they were great. Yeah. And then they just stopped doing it. And there was also like the Husker locker or something like that. They were going for a while and they stopped doing their thing. And so I really felt like there was a bit of a kind of a, a lull in Husker podcasts. And then this new wave came on. I, I mean, I don't know, maybe that probably mirrors the, uh, emergence of podcasting as something that was a little bit more popular at the time. Cause I, I feel like the Huskers game day was a little bit ahead of the curve. We got to still get <laughs> boomers highlights from this year, personal oh, yeah, yeah. person or personal highlight from the season. And then also uh podcast highlight from well, personal highlights. Uh, like everyone said, this has been a heck of a time to do podcasting. I think the highlight of the season would probably be the Rutgers game, you know, barring the approximately 16 turnovers we had in that. I think that was the first time we could kind of see what a frost offense could do when things are clicking, when we have a running back that's contributing and allowed to get touches and we're throwing a bit downfield, even if they're not completing them. I, I, you kind of saw glimpses of what this could be and what, what we hope it's going to be going forward. As far as podcast highlights, I don't know. Every one of them is such an oral delight. It's hard to just pick one that, that stands out over the rest. Um, I think the one I enjoyed listening to the most, just from a listening perspective, was the Mike Babcock one. You know, if you listen to the stuff I talk about on, on the on the show, it, it's heavy on Jumbo Steam and 
the pre Devaney era. So anything about that, I always enjoy. So that's that's the one that stands out most for me this year. Yeah, we, Boomer, you don't listen to our podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't listen to any podcast. Are you kidding? Yeah. Show. But I mean, Boomer's <laughs> legitimately wants to get a, a statue for Jumbo Steam. Feels that there's a you know a, a kind of a hex or whatever on the on the program ever since we let go of him, basketball and football wise. So something's going. Yeah, are, are you the are you the person behind the Twitter account? Yeah, we're both kind of hockey and I both tweet, so you can usually kind of tell whose voice is whose in most cases. So, yeah. no, I mean a- the the Jumbo Steam Twitter. Oh account. yeah, yeah, that's me. That's <laughs> no, no, that Jumbo Steam one. No, that's not me. I have no idea who that is. I'd like to know. Oh, who seriously? That one was, but yeah, that's not me. So, huh? Yeah, I would say for our Twitter, that's just what a burner account guy would that say. Sounds like <laughs> exactly just what you'd hope. So. Yeah, Have I, I haven't I, tweeted I, in a while. I guess I haven't checked. So it's been quiet for a little bit. Yeah. No, that was not me. Yeah. I would say no, I did. Us, we're about. Yeah. Nine. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a multi-year-old jumbo Twitter account. Yeah. We used to, we used to follow him or did or still do as far as I know, but I haven't seen him tweet for a while. So you got too political. Yeah. That happens. I think <laughs> I, I can already tell the episode title for this one needs to be crosstalk. <laughs> Mike, what's fire? Crossfire. Football. What is uh, Mike? Your turn. You go. Oh, I was gonna say I wanted a chance. My favorite episode this year was the one that we did on the updated schedule that lasted for four days. I think, we, that and was we knew it too. We're like, everybody, listen now. Listen now. It's gonna be. It's not gonna mean anything soon. Uh, yeah. You know what? Honestly, um, not to get all like last day of camp on everybody, but I do feel like. I'm just thankful that we got to talk about football this fall, you know, because there was a while there where it looked like we were going to be sitting on the sidelines while everybody else got to do their thing. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad, uh, I, you know, a, a lot of people gave Nebraska grief this year. Oh, you guys wanted to play so bad and, and look how you played. But that's not the point, you know, and, and that's not the point of this podcast or I, I'm pretty sure I can speak for all of us. I mean, we're not doing this because we're trying to, ride the wave because Nebraska's, you know, they're doing so great right now. It's, it's because there's this dedication, there's this way of life being a Nebraska fan. And, you know, this is kind of our expression of that. So, yeah. What about a football highlight from there? Oh boy. Football highlight. Uh, Honest to goodness. um, I I know that maybe the numbers don't reflect this, but I I was just so thankful for at least semi-consistent play from special teams. I know that that's like some more, some areas more than others. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean like our, the field goals this year were semi-reliable. So (laughs) I was very pleased with that when it came down to brass tacks. So yeah, we need more field goal kickers who get their trucks robbed. (laughs) It's a difference maker. (laughs) Uh, I, I will say my my personal football highlight of the year is is probably Stilly sealing uh, the first victory against uh, a shaky team in the defense, closing out a win for us um, despite the offense's best efforts. Uh, that was awesome. Um, as far as uh, just looking back through the episodes, I think a highlight that stands out is we've we've always enjoyed talking about the long snapper position on our podcast, and we got to talk to Chase Urbach, who uh, had been the long snapper for a few years, and we haven't really done the the former player thing before. So that was dipping our toe into something. And it was, we'd interact, we've interacted with his family a lot. I hope you guys are listening right now. And so that was just really fun. And, uh, and uh, yeah, the, uh, the pandemic allowed us all to do some unique and, and fun things that, you know, I, if we hadn't had the pandemic, we wouldn't have done. So, so that's a cool thing. 
Um, uh, one more little question for each of us, and then we can move into the trivia. I'm curious, what storylines are you guys excited about for this 2021 season? Uh, well, first off, <laughs> to, to piggyback off your last point, uh, I'm amazed that we're all still here. Mm. Um, because as far as like podcasts existing uh, in a, a Husker world where A, we stink, and B, uh, COVID just kind of tore through everything, uh, I feel like everyone probably had to have conversations at some point like is this worth doing still um as far as a potential storyline i'm real interested to see uh if the offense is actually better next year despite like all these departures which I, i'm actually not just like homer pat convinced but actually convinced that i think that's a real possibility i'm not gonna like commit to act Actually thinking that it will happen until I actually see it, but it feels like the ins and the outs uh, have not only equaled like zero, but potentially a positive long term. Um, now, whether or not the coaching staff utilizes all that in a proper way, but like a marquee step and the, the kid from Montana, like maybe maybe those pieces actually fit in a weird way better. Than the way than the way we at least tried to use a Wandale or or, or a, a, a Cade Warner like I, I'm potentially interested to see if the the mentality of the sky is falling actually ends up turning out to be a, a positive this fall I don't know we'll see yeah I tend to kind of agree there with first off it's amazing that we're all around I think when Copcast when you guys faked your death a couple a year or so back ago <laughs> that one show oh yeah I forgot <laughs> all about that. that. If you did that during COVID time, I mean, I think that really would have had the effect on people, right? Because, I mean, <laughs> I, I think everyone assumes that at some point we're just going to, you know, call it quits. I, I think this is – I'm the eternal optimist guy with this. I think that we are on the right path with everything that Frost is doing, but we have to get over the hump. You know, we've had 12 losses by a score or less over three seasons. That's number two in the country over that time span. They're all losses. They're all L's. It doesn't make it, a, you know – we earn those L's, but we're also not far away. So what can you do to get over that hump? And on offense, what we're doing, there's such a clear trend to me. It's not even hard to see. They've recruited seven receivers, six, two or taller in the last 18 months. Uh, you know, to your point there too, Pat, like we go and we get step. Now we're, we're getting bigger at the running back position. You know, we lose mills and we're getting bigger. We're bringing in Irvin. We're bringing in guys that look like big 10 guys, but I think Frost still wants to run what Frost wants to do. So when you think of the whole, you know, Big Ten is going to have to adjust to us kind of thing, that's still an ongoing thing. I mean, we've gone to, to coaches clinics and everything, mm -hmm. Mac, where we've watched them talk about that and Oregon speed and Husker power. I mean, I look, we're getting more Husker power. We're not bringing in guys that look like Maurice Washington or Miles Jones to be running the ball anymore. And the guys that are going to be catching the passes are going to look more like Tory and even Omar Manning. Gasp, I said his name, <laughs> but, you know, he's still on the team. Stuff love, yes. You know, and 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 <laughs> – you know, Xavier Betts and all that. I mean, it's big dudes. So hopefully that's the thing that gets us over the hump. So we're losing games by five points and three points and all that. That's the thing that gets us over the hump. That's, that's my belief. That's the thing that keeps me showing up every week to do this in addition to drinking with these guys, you know, so. It's mostly booze. At this but, point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's been it's a great. legalize it, right? You know, uh, then we're fine. No, uh, for me, um, you know what? I'd actually like to see the defense 
take the step that everybody says it's going to take, you know, like the offense was supposed to a year ago and didn't do. So if we come out next year and we actually playing really good defense early in the year and it looks like it should, I've, I've got all the hope in the world for this team. Are I, you saying they didn't take the step already? Like I'm we're, saying, we're I'm saying when you add it all up, we weren't a, a tremendous defense by the end of the year either. We were just better than we had been and had been improving. I'd like to see us start from there and improve immediately as opposed to taking a giant step back, figuring it out. And there's really no excuse for that. So yep. what I'm hoping to see is really good defense early on and then watching the offense catch up, which I think is... Tweety, you didn't answer for us. We went out of order. Oh, <laughs> um, Pat, the, 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 the type A has to keep everything organized. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, for me, it's... I want to see... I mean, anybody that knows me or listens or knows me in real life knows that I'm all about the vengeance tour. Like, I'm so over the – I'm just so over this I, – I want I want it to be back to us versus them, but not with, like, a Riley head coach. With an actual head coach that can put that agenda forward. With an actual coach that, that like, probably has been in a fist fight. Like, I want that back. And I, I, I honestly don't – if we don't have it back this year, I don't think it's going to work out. Oh, my. Like I really think that we need that aggression, and I'm and I and the way the players were tweeting, it almost seemed I couldn't tell if it was the players that were behind it or if they were kind of coaxed into it by the by the um, coaches. I'm not sure, but I, I want to find out the truth, and I want to see if they really do have this us against them mentality, and um, if they, you know, I don't know, man, if they can really just start putting some feet in some people's asses, like on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I, honestly, I, they just need to win. They just need to win games. And I think everyone, the coaches have said, they just need to win. And the second that they win, the dipshits on Twitter that, that get onto players and tweet at players, they'll shut that. up. And, the, and, you know, you just, we need to win. It cures so many ills. I'd like to try it. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Try the other yeah, let's give it a shot. Hey, I was alive in the 90s. It was great. At yeah, this point, good. I'll, I'll give anything a shot. Look, look and that's let's the win. thing. And the history of Husker football, and Boomer, you go back to the 1900s, but okay, and most normal people's lives here, if you go back to the 80s and 90s, Husker fans were just as upset at Osborne all the time, and we were winning nine and ten games. It's about perspective. Right now we're mad because we're not winning. You know, If we just won eight or nine games, we'd be happy. No, we wouldn't. We would adjust to winning <laughs> eight or nine games, and then we'd be furious at the ones that we lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Husker nations always has that. But I, I think you're kind of saying that they're tweety where it's like, Dude, we have the internal ever since Peterson fired Solich, there has been divisions within Husker Nation, one way or the other. There were people that supported Callahan and people that, you know, were bow guys and, and all that garbage. And that just has, we said it when Frost got hired. We're like, oh, finally, all that's going to go away. Well, crap. You, you have a couple of losing seasons and there seems to be division again. It's like, it didn't, take, it didn't take a couple of losing seasons. It took losing to Colorado yes. in his very first game. Correct. Correct. But also another thing they didn't have back then that Husker fans didn't have Twitter in the nineties. Oh yeah. Or in the or in the eighties. Because I don't think I mean we almost lost to Osborne in the eighties. But I mean even ninety two. Could you imagine the guy that shanked that kick in the uh ninety three Orange Bowl? Iron Bennett, yeah. Iron Bennett. Bennett. Could you imagine what Twitter would have done to him? 
Yeah. That better not have been a trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. But, you know, we, but we've mentioned this. On I would have got it. Friends, and, Mac, you really I hit on this. Twitter doesn't represent Husker Nation. Twitter is such a small percentage of it. Yeah. But I'll tell you, and I'll, I'm speaking for myself here because I live on the damn thing. It, it drives, if you're on it, I, I mean, when we sit there and say players need to get off it, or we created a PSA that was suit, S-O-O-T, stay off of Twitter, and directed at people that are contacting players and recruits, and God, just stop it, right? But for people like me that are on it, it's obnoxious, it, it's overwhelming. And for the people that aren't on it, which are a lot of Husker Nation, it doesn't represent a lot of Husker Nation. Yeah. When Lester Johnson <laughs> is, is talking to Husker Nation on Twitter, he's not talking to Husker Nation. He's talking to 10, 10 guys. That yeah, are that's just, my issue. It's like, stop, yeah. stop talking to us like we're all those, those who tweet. Oh, that, they don't that, represent That really us. rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, stop talking down to me. I already know this stuff. Husker fans, we need to be better. Yeah, we mostly are. There's a couple dubers yeah. out there that say duber things. I can't. But also, it. don't wear an Dubers. Iowa Hawkeye jersey and expect not to get shit on on Twitter. <laughs> totally right. Okay, I mean, like, stop throwing shade and being like, "Oh, you're gaslighting, bro. You're not. You're acting. You're saying things and acting in a way that brings criticism just so you can throw gas in the fire." I'm not buying yeah. it. The, the cluster, the cluster situation has been tough for us because he's all he's been always really, really good to the podcast. Yeah, I like but, cluster a lot, but I mean, come on, don't be an idiot. There's something he. Going did, on. he yeah. He did Don't a, be an idiot. It's a good role for a life. comedy show. With, he did a comedy show with us, for God's sake. And oh, like right. not a comedy show for that. a lot of people either. It was for like <laughs> nobody because <laughs> like, the improv festival people overcharged that. people. That was crazy. But he 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 did it and he was great and he was super gracious. But then his son signs with Iowa and you're like, oh, man, I don't know what to do with all we, this now. We were just watching it tonight. We we're watching the Big Red Wrap Up. They're talking about. <laughs> Keegan signing with Iowa and how that could be, you know, he's going to have this chip on his shoulder. And you and I, Mac, we right. sat there and we're like, what chip? Why would he have a chip we offered him. Yeah. You know, he chose not to come here. Our guy should have a chip against him when we play him. We should be pointing. I get going, We're not going to let him catch a pass against us. That's that's the I get why the I get why the other son would be mad. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Well, the other sons. Yeah, uh, exactly. but I yeah, I don't get why Keegan would be mad. It, well, and the other the idea that Fans don't have an effect on players, I think, is ludicrous. When we had, like, literally Thomas Spadone's dad was tweeting at players responding to, or uh, tweeting at fans that were responding to a tweet, calling them all, like, stupid. So it's clearly the negative tweets get back to the players. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Great. That's the problem. There's, there's no doubt about that. It is, as much as we say that Twitter doesn't represent Husker Nation, it doesn't mean that Twitter doesn't have an effect on the Huskers. Yeah, they, sure. They, is know, the, rep is the representation to other yeah. people. And it's, it's why I also think see. like even the positive tweets look stupid when you're tweeting at recruits. You look like yeah. idiots. That's <laughs> yes. a little stalkery. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It yeah. does look stuck. They're 18. Yeah. <laughs> you're, love you love you. you're the best. Oh my gosh, you're so great. It's like dude he's he like barely can drive. Like an eight. Yeah. I got a tattoo okay. of you. Well, hey, <laughs> hey Boomer, Boomer, what's your uh what storylines are you excited about for the next season? Well, I've just been over here quietly imagining Mike Riley in a fist fight this whole time. That's just <laughs> the mental imagery of that's just outstanding. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of on the same path that uh, most of you were. It's just this is the year you need to see success. You've got to win games this year. Uh, there was the article in the World Herald the other day talking about Moose and the, what he was looking for, and he had mentioned how – you know, the Husker fans have had to have patience, and it took Alvarez and Leach uh, 
four years basically to start turning things around. And year four is when Alvarez won 10 games and went to the Rose Bowl. Mike Leach won nine games in year four and, you know, was successful in the Pac-12 or 10 or whatever it was at that point. So this is really that point I think you need to see the season take steps forward. Another, You can't have another five-win season. You know, close losses, great. They're still losses. You, you've got to make it happen. We covered this in some of our podcasts. You don't see too many coaches struggle to go to year four and five and not winning and eventually turn it around. So we're kind of getting to that kind of make or break point. And it's exciting. I mean, we all think there's progress chances to move forward you've got big teams you're going up against this year so we'll be able to see what they're actually capable of so i'm anticipating the season quite a bit great mike what about you yeah man it's it's such a weird season to look forward to just because i i have been saying this for a while i feel like there's so little in reality that we can take from 2020 like, I'm glad that the season was played, but, you know, we've been talking about this for, for months now, just like that you got to put an asterisk on any statistics from 2020. So, like, looking into next year, um, just want to echo the sentiments that everybody shared so far that this this is the make or break year. When we, when we, when I say we, when I say Nebraska uh, hired Scott Frost, you and I had a candid conversation about we'll give him three years, you know, year three we want to see this team turning the corner. This was supposed to be year three. Obviously that didn't happen. I'm okay to wait. I don't, I don't think that we should offer any excuses if, if we don't see an improvement in 2021. Um, I'm not saying that Scott Frost is not the guy. I mean, that's not what I'm saying, but I think that if he wants to be the guy going forward, if things don't change in 2021, he needs to make some real changes with assistant coaching staff. Um, you know, we got a quarterback whisperer who I have yet to see him produce, you know, live up to the hype. Right. So no whispering. Right. <laughs> yelling. So I, I, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Like I, I want to see Nebraska win the games that they are expected to win. You know, we we better win our first game. I, that's what I got to say is that we have to win game one and then we can go from there. Well, How many games do we actually expect to win anymore, though? Oh, gosh. Nine. I expect yeah. to win nine games next year. We expected to beat Illinois, I guess, apparently, and then we shouldn't have. It never changes for me. I always say 12-0, but – I looked at it today. I thought eight. <laughs> but, you know, Coach Osborne, when he fired Callahan – he, he said it in the in the post, in that press conference. He goes, he never thought up until the last couple of seasons that he could withstand a losing season and be a head coach. Now he had different. There's different expectations that he's talking about when he's firing Callahan in, in 07 versus what uh, Frost took over, obviously in 2018. But the idea is that you know, look, we all understood this is a rebuild. This, we all understood this could take a couple of seasons. Year three. To your point, Mike, it's a it's a weird year because of the COVID stuff. I, I'm not saying throw it away. I'm also not saying put too much into it. I, I'm saying we're going into really year three, three to four right now. This is what this offseason kind of is. Um, and we need to start to see results. Those close losses need to start to become wins. And uh, if we would have played Akron, we probably wouldn't have a loss yet. It would have. If we would have played Akron, the last three seasons would have been different. The butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah. It's, There's literally no doubt in my mind. Yeah, yeah, I think we would have beat Colorado that year. That's what I'm saying. It's well, that, and that, and that tanked season I'm with Phil, yeah, changes everything. There it's like go. this year, special teams. An act of one God one, set one, Frost one, on the wrong moment. Um, I, I, it's been, what if we would have lost to Akron? 
No, it's not a. Oh, we're not no, one ever, that. no one ever Pat, brings that up. Pat, we're not talking about that. We wouldn't have that. lost so, to Akron. Stop it. <laughs> Did you see what Andrew Martinez against Colorado? We would have lost He was Akron. great. <laughs> he was. He was great. <laughs> to, to, to answer my own question, it's we, Mike and I have talked a lot about how uh, Frost is an offensive guy and the offense has been what's holding this team back. And uh, that was so apparent this year where we had a really good defense. You know, the, the stats may not sh- say it was an elite defense, but if the offense wasn't struggling so much, maybe the stats would have been trending closer to elite. And so it's so interesting. We're coming into this last year. Shenander's, you know, was a hot topic of we got to get rid of him. And now no- nobody's saying that he's he's the one that's holding this thing together. He was one of the better coaches last year. Absolutely. Uh, improving every year. So I'm so ready for this offense to start living up to the expectations and it maybe doesn't need to be uh, scoring quite so prolifically as, as they did at central Florida and Oregon, considering the, the different conference they're in now. Um, but that offense needs to take some steps and even just, I don't know, it was yesterday or today or this last week he's saying it was the best offense or the best wide receiver room we've had since we've been here in the best running back room. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know how much of that sh- is showing Show at this point. Um, but uh I'm so excited that the offensive coordinator stuck around. Lubick could apparently have, have gone elsewhere. And so a little continuity is a good thing. So um, excited to see the offense start to come together and the defense not get screwed again. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for the consistency, the continuity there, and also a little bit of normalcy of how we play. Um, I, look, there's no shame in winning a coin toss and kicking off and trying to win the field position. I mean, our defense last season it's hard to look at stats and say, was it good or bad when we put them in such bad positions sometimes. Sometimes that was because of, uh, you know, special teams where we would just, you know, let a punter run and extend first downs. Or, you know, there were a number of times where we didn't always set the defense up and, and offensively we would, we would, we're just, we're so aggressive, right? And there's a part of just playing the football game a normal way. You can be spread and, and tempo and all that and still believe in certain tenets of football. I mean, that's the thing. We've gone to coaches clinics since, since 03, Mac, and there are just certain tenets that never run out of style, no matter what style of football you want to play. If, if I could pose a question to the group, since we're clearly at some point going to do trivia, but this is <laughs> right now. And so I'm, I'm sorry, Justin, we're important. running you guys off the, the but like, track. No, no, it's okay. I, this is the whole point of getting everybody together. I, I was kind of laughing to myself. I was going to be like, see y'all for our next episode. But yeah. <laughs> question two. No, but anyway, <laughs> Like, in your guys' mind, going into next year, if the offense is successful, what will it look like? Like, who – who, how does it look on the field from, like, a – how's the drive going to look? Are we going to run bubble screen? Are we going to Are we gonna throw a bunch of deep balls? I'm like, are we involved in the tight ends? Like, what do you actually envision it looking like based on what they've done to recruit, like, the, the personnel we're going to have on the field and the fact that we've got a four-year starting quarterback come back? Like, what do you I, think it'll look like if it's good? I hate to sound like a 65-year-old uh, spending every day at a pancake feed, but it's running the damn ball because the way they've recruited is to, 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 to run the damn ball. Like, the offensive line recruiting has been the best of all of it. And, like, the personnel says, control, control the line of scrimmage and just eat up clock. And I realize that's not exactly the, the Frost MO, but – like do it do it do it i mean like we were best last year when we did that just friggin do it i i mean i'm not sure what the language uh restrictions are on this podcast so oh, we've blown uh, through most of it, i had to edit myself there <laughs> we we okay, bleep cool. occasionally fine it's all right if you get bleeped when you listen to this don't feel bad 
Okay, cool. Uh, I'll take it as a badge of honor. But uh, idea. yeah, just just do what we did at the end of every game that we've won the last few years with running Diedrich Mills. Like that's that's just what this offense needs to do based on what they've got. And you know, if we're able to do other fancier things, then cool. But <laughs> like, just score more points than the other team. That's that's the only successful metric. I think we're going to look like a, some sort of weird hybrid between Ohio State and and uh, Iowa, like with big ass tight ends that run like Noah. They can, you know, like a Noah Fant type. They're going to try to get bigger receivers, but then they're also going to try to do fancy stuff with little teeny guys. You know, I mean, because even our running backs, like if you take you take away um, the new guy they brought in, what do we got? Ramir Johnson, uh, Sevian Morrison, who looks bigger but not big. And then you got uh, Ronald Tompkins. He's not big yet, but I think he could be like a Lawrence Phillips type if he ever gets fixed. Maybe not that good, but that big. Like, I don't think we have these big running backs besides the new guy that came in. It's important when we talk about big backs, like to define them. Because, like, you could look at Sevian Morrison at 210, 215. You could say that's a big back, but that's not 230 pound step coming in, right? And that's, right. it's a different style of player. I think right now, most of the guys we have, like Scott and Irvin, are squattier, bigger. I mean, they're 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 low to the ground kind of dudes. They're built differently than the Miles Jones and again the, the Maurice Washington that I think we were initially going after. Who's the little dude, uh, Killens or whatever that was at UCF? Oh, yeah. oh Adrian Killens, yeah. They're different style than that, but they're uh, still Miles Jones. I've already forgotten. Yeah. Wow. But those, but those it, it's better that way. You should forget all of them. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that guy. He was a four star. He was he was four star. We should always remember that. Stars. Yeah. Are he was four. three. He was three, wasn't he? <laughs> no, he was a four. Uh, he was four. At least in well, the, I guess it probably depends on. Uh, it, does service? the podcast have like an official? Um, you know, recruiting you know, <laughs> service you guys go through. <laughs> There's nothing official yeah. with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I make it up as I go. Yeah, yeah. We just we we look at whatever Rivals said, and I think on Rivals they said it was four. I think star, he was a, for sure a three star with the blinking. You know, yeah. like, well, because they just think, on which recruiting. Yeah, they come and go. I uh, I think this is a good time to transition to trivia. The teams are Mike, Pat, Honky, and Mac. And then my team is me, Tweety, and Boomer. So when you are asking, um, when I ask you, if your team gets it right, you get two points. If I ask you and you miss it, then the people on my team can answer me excluded. And if we get that right, we get one point. Okay. So you guys ready to to start this thing? Let's do it. All right. Here, if I can find it, is my first question. We'll start, we'll start it pretty simple with a, a true or false. Uh, this first question's uh, first downs. In 2020, Nebraska gained 171 first downs. That was 91 rushing, 68 passing, and 12 by penalty. True or false? Nebraska gained more first downs in 2020 than its combined opponents. Hmm. More first downs than our opponents. You know, we had to go further. <laughs> okay. It's my yeah. Yes. I mean, we had a bunch of first downs and just not a lot of points. There was, we had 90-yard we drives. Right. Yeah. We were terrible in the red zone. I think it makes sense to go with the T. I would agree. I Mike, think- you're our captain. Answer it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, go with, we'll go with the team. I was thinking the opposite. 
Um, oh, way to come on. <laughs> give the answer, then it's a team. Well, you know, you know, well, you know, this makes me look good if I'm wrong. I and then, know. You know, well, we I can lean on you guys if we're right. If I'm, if <laughs> you need to don't abdicate responsibility. All right. All right. Um, and I'm trying to interpret Justin's facial expressions now. That's the advantage of me. I'm just uh, listening. All right. All right. Um, you know, I, I was looking at statistics earlier, looking at uh, time of possession stuff, looking at, um, you know, man, this is hard. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you guys on this. I, I think true works. Final answer? Yeah, we'll go with true. All right. Good thing you listened to your team. It was true. All right. All right. There we go. Yeah. So you, you we got outscored by a significant margin, but mm-hmm. we... And they all had <laughs> we had 171 fields. opponents had 166 for okay all right so question for your team um was nebraska's average punt return in 2020 greater or less than 15 yards so when our team caught the ball did we return when, it? yes when we were returning punts was were were nebraska's returned punts when they got the ball did they return it for more or less than 15 yards? Boomer, you are the, aren't you the special teams expert Boomer, for your podcast? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Greater or less than 15 is our number? Mm-hmm. We didn't have a ton of punt return yards, period. We didn't. We had one good punt return, didn't we? That went for yeah. like 30 or 40 yards. That might tip the scale. Uh, 27. 27? I, I was also looking at the stats earlier. Um, How do we know you're not looking at them now? Because That's a good I can't, question, yeah. you just got to trust. Um, we need you to share your screen with us, Justin. Yeah, <laughs> I know, then we'll probably see your questions. Um, yeah, show us your hands. Yeah, it's a, I'm sitting on my hands because I'm freezing. <laughs> I don't, I have literally zero idea what the answer is. Like, man, 15 is close. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, like, let's see, what's 90 divided? I feel like uh, Cam Taylor Britt had 89 return yards on six returns because I looked at this not long ago. So that's what, 15? And then uh, Wandale had a negative yard. Yeah, he had one negative, which will skew Mike, him. I think this is going to be like – it's going to be either 14.9 or 15.1 is what I think. If, I wouldn't if I'm guessing than I am, I'd say slightly over, but that's really? just a guess. Uh, I was going to go It's slightly. close, but, man, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go – I'll follow Mike's lead and go with the team and go slightly over. This could be wrong, but – Final answer, slightly over. Final me. answer. Okay, you are correct. Yeah, the yeah. average for Nebraska was 18.27. So it wasn't oh, quite really? as close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Huh. How much was uh, it? 18.27 yards. Uh, okay. All right. Question number two. Hopefully this gets a little bit more difficult. Uh, okay. We're talking about wins, wins and losses here. According to ESPN's Football Power Index, FPI, Nebraska's best win in 2020 was Penn State. They finished the season at 24th. And our best loss was to Ohio State. Obviously, they finished number two. What was Nebraska's worst win and worst loss of the season? So the lowest-ranked oh, team that we beat and the lowest-ranked link, lowest ranked team that we lost to. Well, Jed, I can't remember who we beat and who so we lost. Dude. Yeah, we beat Purdue, Rutgers, <laughs> and, and Penn, Penn State. State. The losses, I mean, Illinois, you would think, probably. would probably be the worst loss, right? Or Minnesota, yeah. Illinois, almost. Really I don't. I don't know if FPI works with uh, how that works with a team that had a thousand dudes out due to COVID. Yeah. Um, so, if it doesn't take that into account, then Illinois. I feel like I'm. Like, I'm pretty confident. If it does that it's Minnesota? 
I'm pretty pretty confident it's Illinois. Illinois is the, the no, worst. Just no, because I, Justin and I talk about FPI all season long, <laughs> I feel like Illinois is the, wor- the worst win has got to be Rutgers, right? But it's Purdue or Rutgers. Purdue or Rutgers, though. I mean, like. Well, and the thing is, Rutgers had a couple of wins. And so, I mean, record wise, Purdue and, Purdue and Rutgers probably almost, weren't that far apart. Did you say record wise? I don't know. I almost feel like Purdue. But I don't have a strong opinion on it. I I would defer to those who pay more attention to the, to the uh, whatever index we're using. I, I will defer to you guys on the win. I'm I'm going to probably be wrong now that I say this, but I'm fairly confident it's got to be Rutgers because Rutgers had a pretty bad pretty bad rating in that for a long time, even after their wins. Okay. But okay. feel feel free to beat the holy hell out of me uh, if we get this wrong. No, th- this works for me. Rutgers I, and Illinois. Rutgers. I like that. That's I was going to say, I wasn't sure what you're going with. So is that your final answer, Rutgers and Illinois? Um, yeah, yeah that is great headshot, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, do I, can you tell that it's like old, like it's not recent? Yeah, that's um, fine. Well, you have less of a hat on in the headshot. Mm. Uh, the hat game makes you look a lot younger. Cool, cool. Okay, so uh, w- was that your final answer then, Rutgers? Yeah, Rutgers? Rutgers and Illinois, I'm fine. Okay, yes, you're right. All right. <laughs> nice work, boys. That Illinois loss was terrible. They finished 84th in FPI. And uh, Rutgers, as excited as we were to narrowly beat Rutgers, they finished <laughs> 72 overall. Oh, wow. <laughs> Rutgers was better than Illinois? According to FPI. Where did, oh, my God. Where did Purdue finish? Uh, you know? I, I think I don't have that in front of me. I think it was like 50. Okay. So, I mean, it was a sizable difference between yeah. Purdue and Rutgers. Yeah. Okay. And I, I turned mean, off, I would have thought it was a lot closer. So I'm, I'm I turned off my uh, my camera because I was I felt like I was reacting pretty strongly. Uh, <laughs> all right, Mike, you want to ask your question? All right, next question: um, True or false? More than ten rushers carried the ball for Nebraska in 2020. Uh, I didn't count this one. More than ten rushers? Yes. <sighs> I believe yeah, the, the answer is one is rusher carried the ball the entire season. <laughs> <laughs> So you got Adrian and Luke, Wandale, Dedrick. Scott. Who? Scott. Marvin Scott. Yeah, he carried a couple, didn't he? Yeah, for Okay, sure. gotcha. I couldn't tell Tompkins if you're – did in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Ramir Johnson, he had a couple. Uh, 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 what's the – Xavier had yeah. one rushing – or, did, yeah. or was that a pass? Did that count as a pass? That was a shovel pass, but I think he probably yeah. did some end-of-round stuff too. Curse those shoveling slant passes. Um, What's our over under? Ten? I'm Ten. At, I'm at eight right now. I'd say let's go under. Yeah, I think it's otherwise under. we're just going obscure receivers that I have no idea. I could see at least one more receiver. Did we just touch on all the backup running backs? I think so. I don't know who else would be left. Was there a, another quarterback that carried the ball? I don't think any of them saw the field. I don't think so either, yeah. So under? Did they do like a weird – didn't Stoll get like a weird run? Hmm. Well, I, I have the list here. You guys are correct. We'll, we'll count that as correct. Um, so the number was nine. I've oh, got right. Martinez, Mills, McCaffrey, Robinson, Scott, Johnson, Tompkins, and then Alante Brown and Cooper Jewett. Oh, Cooper oh, Jewett. Ooh, I didn't remember that. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I wouldn't have gotten that ever. So Stoll did not ever get a weird run? Uh, statistically, it must have been counted as a pass if he did it anything. It probably would have been with those shovel passes or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
point. Also, Mike was real quick to give them that right answer. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, know, right? I, I heard Mike him say correct. Uh, you know, but I felt the same way. He's more gracious than me. Y'all, you all, all kind of settled around eight, so you weren't even quite to nine yet. So, now, Mike, did whatever you say, voiceless or headless box? <laughs> did you say did Bets get a rush, or were Bets's were they all passes? They're all passes. Uh, yeah, I do not have Bets down as a, a rusher, according to the stats on Huskers.com. Yes, makes sense. Which, as a former sports information director, follow what Huskers.com says. Give those SIDs some credit. <laughs> We give them all the credit. All right, you guys ready for my third question? Go for it. All right. This is a punting question. Who had the longest punt of the season? Was it Pristup, Crawford, or Adrian Martinez? I will recuse myself because this was one of my backup questions. Oh, thanks. I mean, Martinez had a, a great punt. He went down to the, like, the two-yard line against Rutgers, but who, it wasn't the longest. Who is Crawford? Uh, the... Yeah, he was a he was a walk on punter. Yeah. He did he punt during I, the, the Rutgers game? Honestly, uh somebody uncorked one. I'm just Rutgers throwing game. darts at the board on this one. I mean, Pristip feels too obvious. Let's go with the other one. Because he's a starter. I, I do remember Crawford punting at least once. Crawford at least one. He unleashed one big one. And I think it was against Rutgers. Okay. But I'm just I'm, I'm trying to go through my head of like you know did Pristop you know he he Pristop had more opportunities but was there yeah that? but he was bad <laughs> he was really I think, bad I think it was I do I, I agree I think it's Crawford yeah Bud Crawford because what was the name of the guy who was go Crawford to punt? the Crawford? Australian that was supposed to punt but then he didn't uh, Cerny but yeah yeah I say Kearney. Yeah. Now he's had the uh, oh. spinal tap drummer syndrome. You know, everyone, every one of our kickers gets hurt for some reason. <laughs> season, well, so. he's, he's the one punter who I would trust to tackle someone. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Well, I, I'll follow Mike's lead and give it to you. You're, you guys got it. All right. I really, really want you right. to take the bait of Adrian Martinez and really open. Good job, it. guys. Yeah, so, that's kind of what I was going for. That's why it was one of my questions. <laughs> I figured it had to go somewhere in the so, middle. Like, uh, Adrian was too obvious, but yeah. Adrian was a little too much like gimmick. So it was a great kick that, it, that Adrian had, but it was only like 45 yards. Or it was, wow, you're good. It, it was, was exactly yards. 45. <laughs> and then, oh my God. That's probably better than our starting punter, though. Yeah, well, Tristep's yeah. long for the season was 56. Tyler Crawford kicked a 61-yard punt against Minnesota. Hey, have any of you guys wow. noticed, like, rewatching oh, any of those games, how much Rutledge was on the sideline? You know, this this special teams coordinator who has no interaction with players is literally a, Analyst, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the sideline, just not being able to coach up players like we keep hearing. I'm like, what? What can't huh. he just talk out loud as they walk by? I mean, who's to say? <laughs> you know what I would do? You know, <laughs> well, like, Alabama, like, <laughs> Alabama has to know how to work analysts. I, they've got 38. What I'm them, saying so. is, he's not even good enough to stay out of the frame of the picture of Frost. <laughs> Stop standing behind Frost if you're trying to be sneaky. I'm like, oh, there he is again. Oh, there he is again. I'm like, why don't we? Well, just I don't, yeah, I don't think people think sneaky. They just well, that's why he got fired. He couldn't hide himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's the reason. Listen, there was a liability in that respect. Go. What was his first name? Jonathan? Don and for Jonathan Rutledge. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan. Don? Oh, I, okay, never mind. I went to high school with a Sean Rutledge, and I was That's like, is that the same guy? <laughs> All right, Mike, what's your no, third question? No wonder he got fired. All right. Next Lincoln question. Lincoln high grads are not going to survive. And not in sports. <laughs> All right, so JoJo Doman led the team in total tackles and tackles for a loss in 2020. Who led the team in solo tackles? Was it Will Honus, 
Deontay Williams or Jojo Doman? I doubt it was Deontay Williams. My guess is that Deontay Williams led the team in most either Naruto tackles or <laughs> missed tackles. Do you have a thought, Boomer? I'm leaning towards the linebacker. Um, well, he did all the prep work with Jojo, so unless he's really throwing us a smokescreen there, I don't think it's him. And Tweety's already ruled out. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I haven't ruled anything. No, out. no, no. I, he tackles stupid. He does, but for solo tackles, though, I'm just trying to think. He'd be the I one watched, making solo. I remember solos, watching a lot think. of tackles bounce off Deontay, though. In the earlier, he got better as the season went on, but the beginning yeah. of the season, okay. he would either got, whip or they'd bounce off him. I mean, didn't he get hurt on a pretty good, like, traditional tackle? Maybe he was coming back from that. I think it's. In I think it's. Honest. I think I'm, he got hurt last year running like this at a guy. Oh well, yeah. I'm thinking Honus. If you want to go with Honus, that's fine. Yeah, I think yeah. Honus. Is... Uh, yeah, I'll. Final I'll see to the team. Yeah. All right. It was Deontay Williams with 37 no solo tackles. Mm. Jojo DMs, had 35. Well, Honus had pack? 30. That's a great question because that was my last pick. Wow. Yeah, Deontay okay. Williams. I was like, oh, that's not. Wow. A real thing. I I mm. gotta give credit to Pat there. Pat was Pat called it there, and I would have thought with Williams. Half the tackles would have been targeted. So, yeah, I just thought he was out of enough games that he might not have done it, but no. All right. So, with that, Mike, Mike's team is now up uh, six to four, and we're more than halfway through. So, hey, you guys need to, I need to dig up my harder question. Oh, no. All right. So, here we go. Softballs. Question. (laughs) I have left is softball questions for you guys. Oh, good. That was my hardest one, probably. (laughs) It had its desired effect. Question four this is about rushing yards. Our top three rushers in 2020 were Adrian Martinez, Dedrick Mills, and Luke McCaffrey. In terms of net rushing yards, how do you rank these guys from most yards to least yards? Oh, Martinez. Question to answer. Yeah, so you got the two quarterbacks and Dedrick Mills. Can we get partial credit if we get like two out of three in the right order? (laughs) Are you you saying what was the order? I mean, like most of the season, the top three rushers, none of them were running back. Because Wandell was a top three rusher, it wasn't until like Rutgers that Mills, because of his hundred and eighty some yard game, even got into the top three. So, are you giving us what the top three order is to begin with? I'm it's saying those be, three are the top three Adrian, rushers. It's got to be and Adrian two. Mills and then McCaffrey because McCaffrey would have had to take some sacks. And, and so it's we'll it's net, back. yeah, it's an, it's right. net. Is the so number. Pat, would you feel good in just saying just to start off with? Are you good with saying that McCaffrey's three out of those three? Sure, I'm good with it. Well, then it's uh, Adrian. And so then it's I. I'm I'm totally flapping in the breeze here. <laughs> this is this <laughs> as comfortable as you guys are. I'm comfortable following you. The 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 problem with so here's the thing. The problem with just saying Mills is number one is that he was literally like number four six games in the season. He had a big yeah, game. But- he but, did have a big game against Rutgers. Here's much after Illinois. No, well, McCaffrey's number three. We've already we've already said McCaffrey's well, then, three. Well, so it's the more I, the more I think about it, Adrian took worse sacks mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. any of them, okay. including that that including that Rutgers game. I'm right. more inclined to put Adrian at number three. Ooh, number so Adrian three, and you think okay. wow? If we're talking net, because I don't think Luke ever took a thirty yard sack. Or yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, because and this is net yards, but well, if I I'll throw mine out. I, I was is this your hard question, Justin? <laughs> Apparently, 
I would say Martinez. <laughs> this would be my three. I'd say Martinez, mm-hmm. then Mills, then that's what I would say. Then uh, McCaffrey. But, that's what my gut says. Yeah. All right. I I like as, 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 pre- as previously established. I don't have a damn clue. Uh, <laughs> but what you're saying does make sense to me too, though. That's the hard Adrian thing. Adrian <laughs> had a couple hundred yard games. Mills had one. So I mean, Mills had then, a big game against Rutgers, but so did Martinez. It's so hard because to, to Pat's point Luke's, there. I mean, you're Luke, talking about negative yards. That's what Ned Luke is, took so. a couple. Luke took a couple high snaps that I know he took a. Dunk I'm just off. saying, yeah. With Luke, I'm just throwing yeah. three. I'm not even. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not even considering. All right. Three. I'm feeling. I could I'm be good with it. Final answer. I'd say. <laughs> 2 a.m. Then, then Mills. Then, then the guy. I'll who's... let you guys all fight it out because that I works for me. Okay. I, 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 say say it again. That. We'll say Martinez, Mills, McCaffrey. So okay. In in terms of actual rushing yards, when you don't factor in, it was Adrian, Luke, Mills. But when you work in the nets, you guys got it right. It's yes, Adrian with uh, 521. Mills with 396 and Luke oh, yeah, with 364. Woof. I didn't that was Luke's before the I'm glad. Luke, Luke lost 68 yards in mm. sacks. Right. I think, and there was a couple times you might I recall where he just kept running. running backwards and it was like, oh, <laughs> he's not, he can't do this. This is, get, get him out. I, um, so uh, Mills only lost 22 years. I want to count so. that as my lone contribution to this trivia contest. <laughs> you were on it right away. You actually counted as a huge contribution. Honky, <laughs> you went at it the exact opposite way. I when I put this together and when I bounced it off my wife, we both put Adrian number one and then ha- had a trouble hashing out who was third. So uh, good job with your instincts there, guys. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. So next question: Did Nebraska win or lose the average time of possession game this year? At this one, I think they had to win it, right? Well, God, I mean, Rutgers, we had the ball. Most of the game, it seems like we would have had we to win the total yardage most of the time, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most games we did. I'm just trying to think of. I mean, Ohio State, I don't remember the numbers, but I think they had the ball like the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> Penn State, how did that one go? I'm just trying to think of who had the time of possession. Yeah, I think it was that. pretty even by the time they made their push for the comeback. I, yeah. I, I feel like Penn State had it longer. They might have. Did we just score? Yeah. I feel like we were just so bad in the red zone that we would make these long drives and then get nothing. So you think we, we won that one? In time but I also time. have been wrong almost every time. So <laughs> I'm not a stat guy. No, that's, a, that's a funky stat. I'm just trying to think of the other games that were not considering like Minnesota and Iowa. Minnesota I, think we, Minnesota, I think we lost it. Iowa, I would have been really close. We didn't have a lot of defensive touchdowns. No. Rutgers, we definitely owned it. I don't know if it would have been enough to. And there's only seven game sample size. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, the sample size is small. So one big time one could swing that pretty easy. Yeah. And what about Purdue? How did that game? I'm trying to think that one through in my brain. Well, they had an 89 yard touchdown drive, one play. Yeah. Um, they did. Yeah. So that. Yeah, would... they did. And then we also blocked that punt and ran it back. We had some really quick possession. They could have. Well, that's a good question. Well, so if you guys uh, had to go one way, I don't have a good feel for this. You guys, I don't either. Yeah, it's just yeah. I'm Darn just, it, Mike. I mean, the only yeah, I don't, I don't either, and I don't want to be the one that decides because I feel like the last time I was and I was wrong. I kind of want to say we lost it just because uh, of how bad Ohio State was, and though we did beat Rutgers badly in time of possession, I mean, it's the Frost hurry up offense. He can't help it. He goes fast in random spots. So. 
I'm know. good with whatever you want to go with. All right, let's say we're a team leader. Let's go with it. So. Okay, let's say we lost it, Mike. You would be correct. Woo! Nebraska's job. average time of possession possession this year was 28 minutes and 42 seconds. Uh, that was actually surprising to me because in the past that was something that we always kind of hung our hat on, like, well, at least we won the time of possession. Well, not so this year. <laughs> or you know, there was that frustration of, well, we had the ball for longer, we just did nothing with it. You know? Yeah. Now it's yards, no point. So that's fine. Yeah. It's like whatever it is, plus ineptitude, we, we can do that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, or Mike. Points for you. Yeah, I don't. I uh, the only question I have left is the one that I kind of like came up. Are with you looking question. at what's usable? Yeah, <laughs> I've been doing the same thing. I might use the one that I said I wouldn't use. Okay, oh, if I need a, to step score, away from the, the question, I can. Yeah. Wait, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll announce the score and then we'll start the last round. All right. Sounds good. All right. Through four rounds, uh, the Mike team is up uh, eight to six we've missed one question they've gotten them all right so with that you guys need to miss this question and us get the next one for a tie all right so this is a field goal question in 2018 barrett pickering was 14 of 18 on field goals last year we had six guys kick field goals and we were a combined 12 of 20 this year (laughs) (laughs) what a horrible stat oh jesus this year, Connor Culp was all Big Ten. Uh, what was his hit rate, I guess? I don't know, percent, not percentage. Was he A, 12 of 14, B, 13 of 15, C, 14 of 17, or D, 15 of 17? And I'm going to turn off my screen so that you don't. And I cannot answer this, so I'll have to missed, defer to the he missed, team. He missed two, so, yeah. so we can immediately get rid of whatever the three. What was the first one? A? Can, can you say them again? Just yeah. Sure, yeah. A, 12 of 14, B, 13 of 15, C, 14 of 17, or D, 15 of 17. Hey, Pat, right away, there's a 14 of 17. I don't think he missed three. I think he missed two. He did not. Does that that sound right? You know what? He missed two, not three, right? Right. This is – you're never going to believe this, but so I – for the news organization I work for – I weirdly remember posting the article of when he uh, was all Big Ten. I'm fairly confident that it was 13 of 15, and it's going to make no sense why I say this, but because I have OCD and I hate the number 13, and I had to type the number 13, I'm fairly confident in that. We are the champions, that checks off all my, my friends. That checks off all my boxes. Mike, take, take- – Put Mike's, it in. Bicycle. Yeah, Mike's not going to comment like because he had this exact same question. Yes, I did. So that's why so I stepped you, out. You guys are right. 13 to 15. 13 to 15. I went with a percentage. <laughs> I went, was it higher or lower than 85%? <laughs> Nicely done, Pat. Your, your question's you. probably much better, Justin. So I'm glad you're the one that got to ask it. <laughs> All right, Mike, uh, ask your question so we can uh, use it. Uh, but you guys are, are going to win. Unless this is a four-point question. You, this is a four-point question. If no, you it's get not. It. <laughs> no. I'm used to, I'm used to talking lo- about? I'm used to losing. Let's keep playing. <laughs> all right, all right. Double or nothing. <laughs> the fourth quarter was the least productive quarter for Nebraska in 2020 with a cumulative 22 points scored in total. Um, is that true? Fourth yeah. quarter team. And on average, which was the most productive quarter for Nebraska? Which was the most productive quarter? Yes. 
Not the it third. Definitely quarter. wasn't the third. Yeah. I I feel like we started fast this year. We had like 17 points in the first quarter against uh, Purdue, right? And yeah. in, in Ohio State, too, didn't we come on pretty strong in the first quarter against Ohio State? I think we had a couple touchdowns in the first quarter. 14 half. or 17 points yeah. in the first oh, quarter. the third quarter? Yeah, I mean, first or second. I mean, how many times have we score first on the opening drive? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. We've always been a Most of the thrust time. special doing like, that. Like one time, I think. I'm, in, I'm inclined to go with the first quarter. I think, like, Penn State, they scored, like, first and second quarter. Penn State's been in every <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> Except for five. a small but. child, the honky residence. Yep. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's I go with your dad. Whatever's fine. Yep. It doesn't matter. First quarter. Yep. yep. Uh, unl- I may have to double check my statistics because I have been known to copy down things incorrectly. Um, but I have second quarter and it's not even close. That's what I felt like this whole time. Um, <laughs> First quarter, 41 points scored in total. Second quarter, well, I'll go with third quarter, 38 points scored in total. And then second quarter, 84. You we were scored just asking a lot about of points. Was there one game that we just tore we somebody scored up? A lot of game, we scored a lot of points in the second quarter in games that we lost. Matt, you look like this was something. Did you know this one? And it was, it was. I think where it gets tricky is thinking about how much it. it it's easy to get in your mind, like thinking about how much the other team scored in those quarters as well. Uh, but yeah, second quarter, I, I was pretty confident that that was our highest scoring offensive quarter. It was definitely not going to be anything in the, in the second half. We all do that. If you all think about it, it it's, it's the kind of situation where I, I look back uh, throughout several games this year, there were times where leading into halftime, we were like, we're still in it a little bit. Right. And it's because we kind of clawed back a little bit in the second quarter. And then obviously did not do was skewing my thinking. Cause we just came out with such gangbusters. And I thought, yeah, that apparently that was almost the well, majority of our first quarter points of the season. We're, we were really good at first drives in the season, but then second, third, fourth, and fifth drives were terrible. And then we'd get, kind of regain our sea legs uh, before halftime and then just die. So, I mean, Coach Frost is a second-quarter coach. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. we surmise from. That's me. where you win games. <laughs> Gentlemen, this has been a blast. Thanks for uh, joining our roundtable and trivia contest. My only regret is that my team did not win. I'm sorry, guys. I know, man. I'm sorry, guys. I let you down. Well, well, we'll win in the offseason, so no worries. That's right. <laughs> For real, y'all, this this has been a lot of fun. Uh, super grateful for you. I'm I'm glad that the Nebraska podga- podcasting uh, multiverse is uh, friendly and we can do this kind of thing. And it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. So thanks, guys. Yeah, bring Tommy Frazier on next year. Oh God, <laughs> see what we can do. <laughs> I guarantee. <laughs> now I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it, hey, it is cool. It really is cool to get the actually chat with you guys though i mean we've been interacting so much over the years on twitter and all that good stuff and and a ton of respect for what you guys each of you guys do we have different shows but we're all kind of united towards the same thing so ton of fun and and love listening to all three of all three of our shows i would be thrilled for you guys to have to cover some way here like how fantastic and how different of a tone our our shows would have if i don't think we'll know how to do it (laughs) I know. What is it my, is a little hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are we? Fifteen do? minutes of screaming. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun to like 
<laughs> to totally sink your vitriol into the opposing team after a victory as opposed to your own team and having to bite your lip about your coaching staff. Like, I got so many good singers ready for other teams. You just got to win. Just beat Iowa. God. I know. Yeah. They're so ripe for the take. Dude, maybe next year. Black uh, Friday this year, boys. Black if Friday. we all get back to it, you guys are all in Lincoln except Pat, right? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm in, well, I'm, I'm, in Colorado. I'm close. Um, because we can always try to do like a like a live show somewhere with all of us fun. during the, after a game or before a game or something. That'd be week. awesome. Gentlemen, this has been a blast. Thanks for uh, joining our roundtable and trivia contest. My only regret is that my team did not win. I'm sorry, guys. I know, man. I'm sorry, guys. I let you down. <laughs> well, we'll win in the offseason, so no worries. <laughs> That's right. For real, y'all. This this has been a lot of fun. Uh, super grateful for you. I'm I'm glad that the Nebraska podcast podcasting uh, multiverse is uh, friendly, and we can do this kind of thing. And it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. So thanks, guys. It really is cool to get to actually chat with you guys, though. I mean, we've been interacting so much over the years on Twitter and all that good stuff, and and a ton of respect for what you guys, each of you guys, do. We have different shows but we're all kind of united towards the same thing so yep. ton of fun and, and love listening to all three of, all three of our shows yeah, i would be thrilled yeah. for you guys to have to cover some wins this year <laughs> like how fantastic and how different of a tone our, our shows would have if, if we i don't did. think we'll know how to do it i know <laughs> it's it a little hard yeah, yeah. what 15 do? minutes of screaming yeah. <laughs> fun to like to totally sink your vitriol into the opposing team after a victory as opposed to your own team and having to bite your lip about your coaching staff. Like, I've got so many good singers ready for other teams. You just got to win. Just beat Iowa. God. I know. Yeah. They're so ripe for the taking. Dude, maybe next year. Black uh, Friday this year, boys. Black if we all get back to it, you guys are all in Lincoln except Pat, right? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm in, well, I'm, I'm, in Colorado. I'm close. Because we can always try to do like a like a live show somewhere with all That'd of us fun. during the, after a game or before a game or something. That'd be week. awesome. Um, I think we need to give my wife a producer credit because she helped make, us make sure when it's just been him and me, him and me. Half the time we have the same question, we don't really care. But it was like, well, shoot, there's other people here. You better <laughs> you're asking the same question four times. Um, so with that, well, let's uh, let's just end this one with a go big red, guys. All right. <laughs> Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Thanks, everybody. All right, guys. Later, y'all. Have a good night. See you guys. Have a good night. Take care. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.